Welcome to Respect My Crown, the podcast. This is JJ, and Respect My Crown is a community designed to support women who desire to step into the abundance that awaits them. We know that now is the time to manifest our visions, realize our dreams, and accomplish our goals. Respect My Crown is a support system that encourages women to deepen in spirituality, sisterhood, accountability, and service. Today, our very special guest is the CEO of Activate Worldwide. She is the founder of Activate Your Life and a TED Talk speaker. She is an accomplished best-selling author with five self-published books. Um, she is the recipient of the Lifetime Achievement Award presented by our favorite president, Barack Obama. And uh, she is highly sought after as a international speaker, a lifestyle business coach. She helps women to turn their stories into brandable, marketable, and scalable business models. Oh, she's such an incredible woman. She's been seen on BET, CNN, ABC, NBC, Centric, just to name a few. Please welcome Lucinda Cross to the show. Hey, Lucinda. Hey, I'm excited. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm doing good. I'm just, I just love the whole, I love the title of this podcast. I'm just loving everything about this right now. The vibe, your energy. So I'm good. I'm Aww, good. Thank you. <laughs> I, I had saw on Instagram, you were doing an event with my buddy Adrian in Columbus, Ohio, part of um, She's a Visionary. And I said, oh, yes. this is going to be so good. She does incredible events. I was so excited to see your face on the flyer. Yes, she is so dope. Oh, my goodness. And works in excellent. Glad to see that you're doing amazing things around the world. You have such an incredible testimony. Um, what stands out to me from your testimony is that it is okay for us to have made poor decisions or, you know, mistakes in our life, but we need to forgive ourselves and take those lessons into our new journey. Um, can you tell our viewers just a couple of, um, you know, parts of your story in case they don't know? Being young um, and making decisions, trying to speed up the process of success when I was in college and was approached with an opportunity that I thought was an opportunity um, to make some quick cash. Um, more money than I ever could imagine, you know, $10,000 at that time to travel and, and pick up a suitcase and drop the suitcase off. And to me, I was like, that's a no-brainer. I'll do that. I'm in college. You know, ramen noodles and tuna sandwiches is my best friend. It's time to change. <laughs> yes. And not realizing that I would get addicted to the hype of, you know, trying to speed up, like I said, the process of success without going through it's the right way, and, you know, several trips, started taking several trips and uh, ended up dropping out of college, and then I had to wake up um, with the FBI at my door um, telling me that I'm a part of a case that's based out of um, Chicago, and, you know, I'm, I'm going in, you know, I'm being extradited, and for me, that was, you know, a huge wake-up call, but to realize that um, even the judge was like, no, she's not, you know, she's a flight risk. She's staying inside. And so, you know, I spent two years, even before being sentenced, um, and I served four and a half altogether, but spent two years just even waiting for my case because it was such a big case. Um, so, you know, we just got to be careful with the decisions we make because we may think we're just doing one thing and, 
even though it, you know, it, it was all all negative, right? I was completely naive, but didn't realize that it was attached to a string of uh, just downfall. Um, mm. And so that that let me be extremely careful when I came home and, and went back to college to realize, you know, sometimes you're not just connecting to one individual. You got to look at there's, there's, there could be a string of things that's connected to them. So, um, wow. you know, not only walk right, but just, you know, make sure you are in alignment. Yeah. Right yeah. When, when did it sink in that, you know, this isn't the life that I, I want for myself and, um, and like, it's necessary right now to make a change. I would say one side of that sentence, because you always, well, I always had the hope that, you know, this is my first offense. I never stole a, bu- a bubble gum before. Um, I worked hard for everything that I had. Um, and for some reason, uh, I just was like, you know, I'm going, to, I'm going to have some grace in this situation. But when I got sentenced and the judge was really wanting to give 10 years because he said the nature of the crime, um, and then he, you know, they, we were able to get it down to five and then do five years on probation. That's when things got real to me that I wasn't coming home. Yeah. That when I realized that I wasn't coming home, so I'm thinking, all right, I spent two years in here already before sentencing. They're going to call us time served, um, give me probation. But when I had to, when they told me that I was, you know, about to be sentenced to more time and go to a, a bigger prison, um, that's when I said, okay, something has to change. And as soon as I get situated in this new prison, I'm going to start putting those things in place. And I started vision boarding and journaling um, as soon as I hit the compound. Wow. Um, did you ever stay in contact with some of the, the people you were in jail with? No. Back then, it's not like how it is now, um, where a lot of women are still connected to the women that they serve time with because of social media and access and phones. Yeah. I think back then it was still, you know, you still had CD players back then. You know, nobody's walking around with that now. This is, we're talking, uh, my case was in 96. So things are completely different. When I came home, it wasn't, you know, people whose address, you don't know where you're going to be when you come out. Oh yeah. So unfortunately I didn't have, we didn't have that, a way to stay connected with one another. And um, I kind of just really wanted to put that past behind me. I didn't want to see any of my, you know, prison sisters or any of that. I just wanted to put that behind me and move forward and act like it never happened. You know, um, when you go through a, uh, a moment like that in your life, it's so easy. And I don't, and I don't know if this is your situation. I know for me, you know, when you go through these tough moments and you're like, okay, God, thank you for the testimony. I don't need no more testimonies. You know what I mean? Like I'm good. That was enough for me. I got, I can ride this testimony out until the end. (laughs) But the fact is, you know, life brings more moments, maybe not to that level. Right. But there are going to be continuously things that happen where we may um, consider it to be failures or other hard times happen. And, you know, we we go through our struggles. When was the last time that you felt like you failed at something and how did you overcome it? The last time 
that I felt like I failed at something was when I became a single mother um, with two small children. I, I just, I was confused. I always seen this picture perfect family and life. You know, I was raised by two parents. Um, and as you know, we were in poverty. So I, I was like, listen, we're doing good. So what, what could possibly break this up? But um, we just kind of outgrew each other and um, things just started to shift in our own relationship. But when I became a single mother, that's when I said that I failed at this thing um, called family bond and, and keeping it together. Um, and so I took that really hard. And that's what helped the springboard even my entrepreneurial journey because I wanted to spend more time with my children mm. um, and do something that I really loved and really step into me, you know, not this uh, fiance, not this mother, not this woman who was formerly incarcerated, but what did Lucinda want? And so, I, you know, that's when I embraced entrepreneurship, but I feel like a failure at that point when it was just me and these small children and, um, I'm like, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> you and know, how I know it's going to work out. You said that you, you kind of, you know, moved into your entrepreneurship and put your everything into that. Um, you know, when you, I, I understand being a single mother um, coming out of a divorce. My, my daughter was four when we divorced and I felt the same way. Like, gosh, like how did I, how did I not get this right? You know, and we have in our minds what happiness looks like and it, it's, you know, the white picket fence and the husband and, you know, mm-hmm. like we have mm-hmm. this vision and sometimes it just, it doesn't work out the way that we, we plan. God has a different plan, but going through that process, um, people don't realize there's grief when you come out of a yep. relationship. There's the grief of my, my happily ever after just went to, to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> there's, yep. you know, um, the grief of, of just the relationship, you know, the, the good times that you spent with somebody that you, you wish you could, you could bring back. Um, even while, while putting your all into entrepreneurship, were there moments of depression and how did you get through that? I did, I did grieve, but, and I, and I took it, I took it really hard. Um, and I wouldn't say I was just like depressed, I was just trying to figure out what's next. Like, what am I going to dive into next? How can I, I was so focused on trying to fix things. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, it was, I just felt out of control. So I was really focused on how do I gain control of my life again and my children without changing and altering their lifestyle, my lifestyle and keeping my mindset. So for me going through, even prison, I've gone through some of the hopeless moments and points that I ever think that I could have imagined at that point. So even within the relationship, I already was mentally conditioned to kind of shift, change what's next. Mm -hmm. And so I I didn't allow it to take me too far down a depression hole. It was like, all right, I'm not going to, how long are you going to allow yourself to sit and soak and then get over that? And now let's, let's move on to the Feel what you feel, go through your grieving process, you know, scream, yell, cry, binge eating, whatever you feel like doing, go through it. But give, I gave myself a time limit to have my tantrum and my fallout. Oh, and good. after that, and then after that, that now, you know, it's time to shift and create a new uh, scene in life. And so I always look at things as if it's like I'm, I'm in a play. And so I said, okay, this relationship is over. 
it doesn't necessarily mean that I'll never get into another relationship, which I was, you know, now I'm in a happily marriage. I'm in a happy marriage um, that is completely supportive and opposite. But yeah. at that time, it was, I just wanted to focus on me I, and, and because I lost myself in the, in the engagement and the motherhood process in going to work. So the, the shift, even with entrepreneurship, um, and, and make, and I hope I'm answering your question mm-hmm. because yeah. it's like now we're just, we're just going through, we're going through therapy sessions. Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but the shift when it, with, with entrepreneurship, um, that was my vehicle to find me again, because yeah. I've always been a free spirit, free thinker, very creative, um, and, and loved coming up with ideas and watching them manifest and come to fruition. Yeah. So this time I, I said, let me just do this for me. Right. You know, I, I did it for everybody else. I did it for my children. I did it for my mom, my brothers, my fiance. I did it for everybody. And I said, this time I'm going to be selfish to be selfless because I am, I've sucked myself dry. Yeah. I gave all of my energy and emotion. I couldn't even cry anymore. Yeah. I couldn't cry. I couldn't cry. And so it, 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 to me, it wasn't even, um, like I said, it wasn't even the, even the depression to get out of. It was making sure that I wasn't building up such a strong wall that I would block God, God's blessings out. But that's, that's so what good. I was creating. That's so so I was creating, I was creating a wall, but I was looking for safety, but I was looking for security at the same time. Mm. I wanted to say this will never happen to me again. I'll never go through this relationship like this. I'll never be broke again like this. I'll never put myself in a position to where I'm codependent again. You know, so, but in the process of me building me up, I didn't realize I was building up a wall. Yep. Oh, gosh, that's so good. You know, I like that you mentioned, you know, losing yourself because just as a mother, we lose ourselves when we have kids, right? I mean, it's almost yep. like a an ongoing cycle. Um, you lose yourself because we give everything to these little human beings that depend on us. And, and then we find ourselves again. And then, well, if you have another child... <laughs> here we go again and it's just you know it is this it's this cycle and even with entrepreneurship you know sometimes you can dive so much into your business that you forget you know self-care and taking time out to do the things that you love and enjoy you know it's great to say that we love what we do and so you know the work that we do we love it but at the same time there still needs to be a separation you know so what do you do for self-care so for self-care, um, you know, I I love, I, I do a lot of dates with myself, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> what does a date a with yourself of, look like, Lucinda? <laughs> so a date, you know, like a date with myself can, you know, can be from, like even now today, I'm having a date with myself. I'm, I'm going to lunch with myself. I'm going to sit by the beach and chill by myself. So it, I find things that I like to do. And I'll do them by myself. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And yeah. So I make a day of it. If it's going to the hair salon, it's not. I try not to incorporate, okay, let me go to the hair salon. Then I got to rush and get the kids in there. We got to do this. Maybe I just want to do this. 
Yeah. You know, maybe I just feel like just taking a nap and that's just it. On my calendar is a meeting and it's a meeting with me and my pillow and I'm taking a nap. You yes. Know, so I, give, I give myself permission. I'm not a part of the team, no sleep. Okay. You know, that's, <laughs> I know that's, that's right. <laughs> so, I tell people you know, all the I'm, time. I'm, I'm, I'm a part of the, the team. Work hard, rest well, play hard. You know, so it's no sleep. Uh-uh. That's not me. <laughs> no, it's not me either. I'm I'm team take a nap. Okay, I took a nap today. It's probably the first time I've taken a nap in months, and I was so excited to take a nap. <laughs> and you deserve that because you do work yes. so hard. Um, uh-huh. I want to know: is there a go-to scripture that kind of helps you to push through the the tough times, Lucinda? Yes. So my favorite scripture that, um, and I carry this with me, even from when I was in, when I was in prison, um, I was going to say when I was in the joint. <laughs> <laughs> Back when I was in the joint. <laughs> when I was in the joint, it's Luke 2.52, um, and it talks about um, how God increased um, Jesus in, when, when God, has, he provides the increase in God and in man. And I just love that scripture because it just, you know, just gives me something to look forward to. Um, that mm-hmm. how God is going to not only increase you with him, you're following um, your purpose and your passion and doing what you're called to do, but you'll also get favor. You'll find favor with him and with man. So he'll touch people. That, you know, I truly believe that people, there's certain individuals that have favor that needs to be delivered to me. And yeah. so that's up to God. So it says, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Luke two fifty two. I love it. That's, that's my scripture. That's me all day. I love it. You know, there are four elements that, that make up respect my crown. And one of the elements is spirituality. And so I'm always curious to know with our guests, you know, what does your, um, daily connection with God look like? Do you, are you praying every day? Do you set aside time to meditate or, or read or, you know, what does that connection look like for you? Um, it's, I have a walk of gratitude, right? So, and I, I do pray. I do pray every day. I do, um, I do say my prayers, like, you know, just like a little girl, I get down on my knees at night time. Yes. You know, I'm <laughs> in and I'm here to work for you and volunteer for you and be a service. Um, so I definitely pray that I have a walk of gratitude. And one of the things that I've just been hanging on every year, I kind of add to my walk of gratitude. So, you know, this year I've added that everything is thank you so much. You know, when things happen, it's, you know, so, um, you know, even with you out, email you back and say thank you so much for that interview. But thank you so much means a lot to yeah. me. And it's just a level of gratitude of saying, um, God, you know, thank you for taking a little bit and expanding it. Thank you for taking this interview and may you reach people and, and the right individuals who need to hear it at the right time. Thank you for using me. So that my walk is a gratitude walk. I'm constantly thanking God throughout the day. Very constantly. Nice. Through the good, the bad, um, you know, through, through, through the traffic. Yes, <laughs> you yes. Know. Thank you, Lord, that I have a car to be in traffic. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, let me just get centered before I just start going crazy because I, you know, but it just reminds me to just be in a state of, of gratitude for everything. Yeah. I used to be a complaint department. 
That's good. Oh, yeah. It be a complaint about I know. It's so easy to do it. You know, I have to catch mm-hmm. myself, too, every now and then, which actually kind of leads me to the next question. Um, you know, accountability partners. I have friends that'll say, like, girl, if you don't stop complaining, look at the positive side. They, they help bring it back in. Um, when it comes to accountability, um, when holding other women accountable, what's like an area that stands out to you that you feel like, um, maybe even your friends and your circle or, or women that you meet, w- an area that you feel like they need the most help in? Being accountable to accomplishing their own goals. You know, um, it's so easy to get caught up in making sure that everybody else is okay. But most of the women that I, that I work with, they need to be held accountable to their own, uh, their own goals. So my check-in is, what have you done for you? And so they say, you know, what I was able to do was take my kids. No, what were you able to do for you? And so um, that's what I hold women accountable for is, is going after the things that they desire themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, what does Lucinda want? Uh, what does Lucinda desire? What does Lucinda deserve? And so I hold women accountable to that as well. And it's tough because they don't feel, you know, they feel guilty for, for whatever reason, for several different reasons. But that's, that's my accountability question. Okay. And then another element of Respect My Crown is sisterhood. Um, do you have a big tribe or a small tribe? And how do you weed out the toxic people in your life? Uh, oh, this was good. So I have an intimate tribe, but I have several different tribes that serve different purposes. I have my business tribe. I have my tribe of women that I go to for. Uh, so there's a business side that I pour into. There's a business side that they pour into me. There's the... Um, family side, there's the, you know, ratchet girl side. <laughs> I need to be in that tribe. <laughs> right? And so, you know, then I have, then I have the, you know, the, the, the church tribe, you know, hey, girl, we're praying for you, but they're not connected to my ratchet side, so they don't, did you see what just happened? Oh, I got the, I got the red one drinking pride, I got the Let's run around the church. God just gave us a prophecy. Class. Right. <laughs> I have a bunch of smaller tribes. And so, you know, because, because I stay uh, true and authentic, I attract that as well. So even if um, someone who has some toxic um, energy and vibes with them, once they get inside of the tribe or get inside the circle or communicate with me, they, either you want to transform or weed yourself out. Yeah. So it's just like it's just like a foreign object in the body. Either you're gonna if you don't feel like you can flow with the chemistry that's going, either you're going to naturally push yourself out. Yeah. Or you'll get plucked out. The last part of respect my crown is service, and I know that you have a a nonprofit. If you could talk uh-huh. a little bit about what you do to give back to the community through your nonprofit. Yes, I love it. My nonprofit is Activate Your Life. Um, and it's a, we have a first event happening October 11th, which is a free event for women. Um, and it's just for post-carceral women, women who are, um, who've been recently released, re-entering into society, um, have come from some form of criminal background or contact. Um, and now we've even opened up the doors for like women that it's just for marginalized and underserved women. To get the same support that um, many of us receive in the entrepreneurial world, and that's what I do is help to create these small business boot camps and trainings 
um, for entrepreneurship, empowerment, um, to help uplift that, that side of the community. And I do it in halfway houses and team up with other organizations to go teach and share and, you know, lend a hand up. I love it. I love it. I'm so excited about the work that you do. I can't wait to um, to meet you in person one day. Uh, I got to find yeah. out where where you're going to be next so I can uh, can insta stalk you or something and find out what's going on so I can make sure that yeah. I'm there. Um, you all can check out her website, LucindaCross.com, her nonprofit website. You can visit ActivateYourLife.org. Uh, Lucinda, before I let you go, um, we always end the show with an affirmation. Is there an affirmation that you uh, would like to share with our listeners today? Yes, my um, elementary school teacher said this, and I don't know where the quote came from. I may own it if no one has it. But it's, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Yeah, I love it. Keep going. Keep pushing. Keep doing it. Thank you so much, Lucinda, for being a part of the show today. I appreciate you. And people can find you on Instagram, right? Oh, my gosh. Yes. I'm Googleicious, baby. <laughs> Google her. Okay. Thank you so much, Lucinda. Enjoy your day. You too.